1: Well, hello and welcome, boys and girls, (laughs) to the the shop. I don't know that that works. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I got nothing better. (laughs) Well, hello and welcome to the shop after hours. Kyle and I are done stock trading for the day, so we thought, why don't we let everybody in just to hang out, relax, kick back, and uh, talk about some crazy shit that's going on.
0: Or just a shitty
1: book. Or just a shitty book. I'm Dan, with me as always is Kyle. How's it going? We had to read a very famous, very profitable...
0: Very terrible.
1: <laughs> very terrible piece of fiction called Fifty Shades of Grey as a consequence for losing a bet to random stock picks.
0: Yeah. Oof. Also, you you did a little worse than that. You, uh, I think you volunteered us to read passages to each other
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or
0: act out passages almost. Uh, I don't, I don't know about that. Well,
1: in order <laughs> to avoid copyright infringement, we can reenact our, our favorite, uh, sequences.
0: <laughs> I don't know about that either. I'm not that, <laughs> um, I don't think I'm that imaginative.
1: <laughs> yeah. How are those improv classes coming, Kyle? I, I definitely,
0: <laughs> yes, knowed you or no, and did you.
1: Yeah. No, and here's why.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So you just finished it today,
1: right? Yes, I did. All right. I did.
0: So uh, where do you want to start?
1: I would like to start with a statement to E.L. James, the author. Okay. E.L. James, what you've written is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever read. <laughs> My God. At no point. <laughs> In your rambling, incoherent book, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone is dumber for having read your book. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul.
0: I talk about copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you weren't a fan, I think you could say. Uh, one could say that I, w- I am not a fan. I am not a fan at all. In the slightest the
0: thing is, the book sold a lot of copies more than 100
1: million worldwide.
0: And I yeah. think you were very upset at the writing style, you didn't much care for that. I don't think it was that bad as far as the style goes. I just had a harder time with the characters, mm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. plot, that mm-hmm. I'd, uh, or lack thereof. And like, it's still read easily, but it wasn't sexy.
1: You you didn't find yourself having to stop and jerk off?
0: No, not once. I was actually kind of disgusted.
1: Yeah. And it wasn't
0: because of the the depictions of BDSM, which, uh, frankly, seemed a lot tamer than I was led to believe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think the worst thing that happened was she got tied up with the scarf, whipped with the riding crop.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, he he went a little hard on her with the crop.
0: It wasn't really that hard on her with that. That was all kind of done lovingly. That was, like, lovingly... Tickling somebody with just a piece of leather, I guess. The spanking was a little weird, but
1: but that's not what bothered you.
0: No, no, it was more her, uh, just her character in general. It 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 was like a young girl, like not like a young woman. It was like a young girl.
1: Uh, my notes for chapter one: Anna, Anna, young and dumb. <laughs> Chapter one. Chapter one. Very, very clear and obvious. This is a young, dumb, naive woman. Yes. That is her. one of her defining characteristics.
0: And Yeah, it's like they were playing that up, too. And then to have a character mm-hmm. who's basically acting like a father figure the entire time, just trying to bang the shit out of her all every chance he got. Yeah. It was kind of creepy. It felt very pedophilic, if I dare say.
1: And, uh... She even framed that character as, well, when I was 15, I started fucking an old lady. (laughs) So this is how it works. Wait, who said that? Christian Grey with Mrs. Robinson. Oh, Christian Grey. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just how it's done. Yeah.
0: Well, I wanted to make sure it wasn't just us, so I did go back through and look through some of the reviews about this book. Yeah, Um, They're not that good. (laughs) Salmon Rushdie said, uh, I've never read anything so badly written it got published and made Twilight look like War and Peace. (laughs) 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 Um, Let's see. Margaret, Maureen Dowd described the book in the New York Times as being written like, uh, quote, like Bronte devoid of talent. (laughs) 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 Uh, Oh, God, where's the, here's the, the New Zealand Herald stated that the book will win no prizes for its prose and that there are some exceedingly awful descriptions. Although it was uh, an easy read, if you can only suspend your disbelief and desire to, if you'll pardon the expression, slap the heroine for having so little self-respect, you might enjoy it. (laughs) 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 Ah, her righteous fury towards that old lady that saved quote-unquote Christian yeah by by having sex
1: with him at 15 yeah Uh, (laughs) like
0: god that's in the past calm the fuck down
1: yeah she wasn't mad like this old woman was a predator she was mad like this old woman is competition
0: yes how dare this old woman have sex with my hopefully future husband 15 years in the past (laughs) or not quite that long but
1: oh do we know how christian uh, how old he is
0: Uh, I think they said 27 at the beginning of the book. So he was 27. I think she was 22 because she was just finishing college. Mm, mm -hmm. But I mean, in all honesty, it felt like 40 and 12.
1: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. What horrible trash. We would, I, I'm really regretting mentioning it. We should have just read Twilight. Uh, at least it has a plot. You know how I love a plot.
0: Yeah. That's kind of important in a book. Usually.
1: I was, I was thinking on my drive home from work, I was thinking to myself, Dan, what, what were the stakes? like? Yeah. What did she have to lose in this story? Oh, none. There were no stakes. It was just, oh, I like this boy, but he wants me to sign a contract where he owns me? Do I do it?
0: <laughs> See, to me, it was, like, uh, it was like all the worst parts of Hunger
1: Games. It's like you took out all the the action and adventure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then you just stuck with uh Peter likes me, but I don't know that I like him. I like this boy, but he doesn't like me. I don't know what to do. If you removed the <laughs> plot, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was bad, but I don't think it's as bad as everyone says it is. I've read some really bad books. This isn't as bad as uh for whom the bell tolls in my book
1: whoa whoa you have just put forth the statement that el james's 50 shades of gray is better than Ernest hemingway's for whom the bell tolls
0: yeah and i stand by that
1: i i heard you correctly wow 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 wow. um well
0: (laughs) i've tried to read that fucking book five times and i've never made it past 40 pages there's just so many run-on sentences. I can't do it. I can't do it.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is a lot to take in. I was not prepared. Uh you know, that's that's generally regarded as one of his best works.
0: Really? I thought Old Man and the Sea was.
1: Well, he has a lot of best works, because he was a yeah. really great author.
0: Old Man and the Sea was a good book. For Let's whom see, the bell tolls was awful.
1: But it's it's all about <laughs> war and brutality. But it's
0: not, you can't get to it because...
1: Fighting fascism!
0: There's just the sentences, they go on too long. Mm, mm. You find yourself counting commas. (laughs) (laughs) Where is the period? There's no period.
1: Uh, Hemingway's (laughs) fatal flaw, punctuation. Actually, Um,
0: I think that is personally.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I I do understand that it's that his his voice isn't something you can sink into and just and you know, a good book, you turn off your brain, you're not thinking about reading, you're speeding through right. the story and living the story in your mind. And if yeah. the author's voice can't get you there, you'll never like the book. Which brings me back to 50 shades of gray.
0: So you you couldn't get into
1: it. <sighs> well, no, not in that sense. Like like when I pick up, my uh, one of my favorite ones to pick up, it, Rex Stout is the author, Nero Wolf Mysteries, set mm-hmm. set in like the 30s and 40s New York. When I pick one of those up, like I end it and then I'm like, oh wait, what time is it? Shit, I've been sitting here how long?
0: That's me with just about every book I've ever read. Oh, wow. there's There's not very many that once I get started like I when I start a book I have to finish it like this one I was able to set it down on a stand and just walk away from it and not even think about it for two three days like th- there's only a handful of books that were like that
1: now I I don't have that compulsion so when you're like I've I've finished worse books like I usually get a chapter or two in and and like if it was you're hemming way through in the belt holes in your example like well, mm-hmm. yeah That's that's what it's like for me. This I would, if it weren't for the show, uh, I would have put down after the first chapter. The first chapter.
0: I might have given it a little bit more than that. Well, no, I never would have picked this up. This just doesn't appeal to me. And I've read smut before. Like I think uh, Sidney Sheldon, he writes pretty good smut, but he has stories (laughs) to him too. Like there's an actual vehicle that tells the story.
1: I don't mind smut at all. uh, But yeah, I want I want something more. She, I mean, she. it was like she had a checklist of romance novel cliches for, for when she was making these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to shelve the books in Barnes and & Noble, and I had great fun reading the backs of the romance novels.
0: <laughs> I feel like this was actually a... If it wasn't for all the sex, this would be a Disney princess story.
1: Yeah, right? The rich, powerful yeah. guy sweeps the commoner off her feet. Right. And,
0: ah, oh, <laughs> that's... Let's be honest, this is a fantasy, man. How many billionaire dudes play piano in the dark while you're sleeping, uh, know how to dance, uh, anytime there's a sexual encounter, it starts with an hour of foreplay, and you do that three times a day? Like, this man does not exist.
1: <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't be able to maintain his business empire if he was fucking no. that much.
0: Oh, God, don't even get me started on the business conversations. It's like, uh, it's like she... She didn't know what business was. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. She, she just had him say a bunch of names and places, thinking that that made it sound more important. Like, can you yeah, imagine me on the yeah. other end of that? Hey, yeah. what's going on to defer? Have Bill call me. Uh, what, what did Brian say? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what, yeah, right. that's, that's, You can know, only like, handle one thing at a time. <laughs> sir,
1: sir, I'm asking you about the quarterly reports. I'm asking you a very specific question, and I need an answer. Yeah, well, tell Rachel to call Henry. Yeah,
0: (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Like she would have been better off just writing business, business, business businessy
1: stuff. Sir, you have a business call? (laughs) Hold on one moment. Yes, this is businessman ready to do business. Have you got business to talk to me about? Ah, yes. Yes, Business, business businessy business. business. Good business, sir.
0: (laughs) A business to you.
1: (laughs) And business to you.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, so there are parts like that that really uh, took me out of, you know, took me out of the moment while I was trying to enjoy this thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, She kept repeating the same phrases all the time, too, which was really annoying. How many times did she say, oh, shit, he's so hot? Oh, shit. God, it's like being in the head of a
1: 14-year-old is really what it feels like, (laughs) which you should know some about that. You know what? I wanted to go back to Margaret's world. Really? Yeah, I would I was I would rather go back to and and have read a different book about a different girl becoming a woman than on a than this girl becoming a woman pretending to become a woman. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking through the uh
0: the Wikipedia page on here just before we were recording this cuz I was trying to find some of those reviews but mm-hmm. Apparently uh the depiction of BDSM actually angered a lot of the people who are into that scene. Yes. I was kind of, I found that kind of interesting. (laughs) Yes. Like, yeah, they didn't even do that right.
1: I I have heard that. I
0: just assumed, I just assumed that E.L. Gray was, like, that was her scene.
1: Right, right. That somebody was like, yeah, somebody should write a book about things I like. Right. Oh, God. (laughs) You know, and... and, Uh. I think one of the things that bothers me is you say it's if you took out the sex, it'd be a Disney movie. At least Disney would have the decency for one of the parents to be like, no, I forbid this relationship. Add a little conflict and a little <laughs> drama to the situation. Not, right. here's my mother. Oh, I love you. Here's my mother. Oh, I love you. Like, fucking A.
0: I thought they were going to fuck the mom. <laughs> like together. The mom was going to try to bang him. No, I thought. I thought she was going to make a pass or
1: something. Oh, it, it, when she was like, "Call me Claire."
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, and what, What's with the? Why is every woman's fantasy to change a man? I don't know. Like to me, that was the fantasy aspect of this book.
1: Yeah, I can I can fix him and his pain. Then he then he won't need to play sad piano after we fuck.
0: <laughs> I always play sad piano after I bang.
1: Honestly, I'm only banging to get to the sad piano.
0: I did mark a few pages.
1: I'm okay. Trying to find okay. All right. Which page? What am I turning to? Well, do? Am I Christian Gray or am I Honest Steel?
0: No. Somebody flipped my page out. Where'd it go? I think it was around page 96 when they were discussing the contract. Oh, yeah. Also, who the fuck puts a whole entire contract in a fucking <laughs> smut novel?
1: Yeah. 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 And, and, and furthermore, if you're going to date somebody who has a pre-prepared dating contract, that's a deal breaker. You just just stop right then. Just just move on.
0: Good lord. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it almost felt like the moral of this whole entire story was just be honest with your partner.
1: Oh, no, I, I wholeheartedly th- but no, that's just it. If you want a contract together, that's something you negotiate together from ground zero. You know, somebody who's already got it and they're like, no, this, you sign this contract or nothing.
0: Oh, he didn't say that. There, well, there was negotiations.
1: Well, sign a contract or nothing. But it started <laughs> with his.
0: Yeah, it did start. Well, you we got to have somewhere to start. He's he's the only one who wasn't a virgin.
1: All right, you're right, Kyle. I, I should look for people. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to go.
0: Uh, I mean, you as a man, isn't it that and- exactly what you want? Like, if someone was to come up to you and be like, here's exactly what I expect from you. Like, ah, shit. Okay. Don't have to wonder.
1: You, no, I'm suspicious.
0: Like, what? Like oh, she suddenly got very quiet. Hmm, did I do something I wasn't supposed to? Well, if you had a contract, he'd be like, oh, well, <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to play video games between the hours of noon and two.
1: Kyle, I don't <laughs> mind a list, but <laughs> a pre-prepared contract, I start to get suspicious and think, why did you already have this prepared? What's happened in the past? What is going to happen to me, and how can you use this contract against me? <laughs> That's what I'm gonna be thinking. i and then, then all of a sudden my potential romantic partner is then my adversary in that moment. Maybe that's that's the moral of the story, is is a is full true love is both togetherness and being adversaries.
0: Well, I mean isn't it hotter to fuck an adversary than it is to make love to a partner?
1: Well, that is true. Certainly <laughs> Certainly makes you feel more powerful. <laughs>
0: All right, anyway, yeah, so page 96, right after they talk about the contract. Yeah, I'm on 96. Part when, part when, uh, what did she ask? says, does this mean you're going to make love to me tonight, Christian? <laughs> and then there's that holy shit. She says that, ah, oh, God, way too much. It's ridiculous. Holy, holy shit. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Oh my goodness. And then he says to her, no, Anastasia, it doesn't. First, I don't make love. I fuck.
1: Hard. hard. <laughs>
0: second there's a lot more paperwork to do and third you don't know yet what you're in for
1: <laughs> yeah yeah the chapter ending yeah. with come show me let me show you my playroom
0: <laughs> right
1: yeah which she's both shocked and titillated over all the toys no i i i i want to get back to the long ass con- contract that is half of chapter seven <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, you're telling me that if you started dating a woman And she handed you a contract That she'd written before you got there And the first thing is You will obey any instructions given Immediately without hesitation or reservation And in an expeditious manner Fuck that, I am out of there
0: Well, yeah, but that's not your scene
1: I heard the BDSM people didn't think This was a fair representation, Kyle You think that's standard?
0: Um, I don't know me neither. I think you have more experience in that realm than I do.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I I was never a part of anything like this.
0: <laughs> I mean, haven't uh, haven't you seen those people at Walmart in the middle of the night? Sometimes that are there, like dressed in leather and leashed to somebody.
1: I have never seen a leashed human being, uh, BDSM style, of in public. No, no,
0: no. Need to go
1: out more. I guess. I guess I'm going to the wrong spots. <laughs>
0: I think you're just not a night owl like
1: I am. I did, uh, I do, I did work with a lady who, uh, as revenge, her and her friends gave this lady, uh, told it. I don't even remember what all went down, but as part of the vengeance on this lady fucking up in their friend group, they, uh, they dressed her up as a dog and walked her around Walmart for an hour. It was like a demeaning power play. There's nothing sexual about wow. it. It was, it was like, a you fucked up really big and you owe us so you're going to fucking walk around like you're our dog. But I wasn't there for it. They were just tell- talking about it after the VEC. Hmm.
0: Maybe uh, everybody in that scenario has lost a bet and not with an intimate partner.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, Do we have to keep talking about Fifty Shades of Grey? I-, I have more notes.
0: I think we have for a little bit more. I have more pages I marked.
1: Yeah. There's
0: more things that I wanted to talk about. Like the the emailing back and forth, did you notice that they changed the subject line every time they sent an email back and forth? who The fuck does that
1: yeah, never me.
0: no <laughs> oh, it really is a Disney Princess movie. I mean, you said that uh, at least one of the parents would normally uh voice or vocalize some disapprovement
1: oh, one or both, one or both
0: i was I thought you were going to say at least they'd end up happily ever after. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, that was another thing <laughs> that surprisingly did piss me off because I I felt like this it was just a complete waste of time. They didn't even end up together, so it's like what? Why was I here for the ride? What, what the fuck?
0: It was just like that movie Contact. You waited two and a half hours to see the fucking alien. It was her goddamn dad. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. All right. Um. So some people talked about this uh, book perpetuating violence against women. So what, I don't know what part they're talking about there. There was some spanking that was a little bit re- extreme or excessive. Is that what they're, is that what they meant? There's no point that he ever like hit her in anger.
1: Um, I didn't type down the specific things he said, but he was like, always like. He was very controlling. If you do that, we're going to have to gag you and put you in a fucking dog crate to send you home. And she'd be like, "I don't know if he's fucking serious or not." It's like Jesus.
0: But she did say that was a hard no, and he said that wouldn't happen. Are you saying joking about that is not a good idea?
1: I don't think he was joking <laughs> about it. I don't think El James was joking I don't about think he it was
0: either. Uh, well, I don't think he would want her gagged and crated somewhere without him being there to see it.
1: That makes it okay. <laughs> 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 well, at least then it's a loving and crate
0: oh is that violence
1: uh it's it's a form of psychological violence for sure
0: i guess that's more torture right
1: yeah it, it's you know i mean i guess i'm broadening the 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 definition of violence in its in its stricter more narrow definition no he was never like beating her there was never direct physical violence to women in this book yeah awful awful stuff <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was yeah. Not.
1: This book is truly awful. Not, not enjoying it.
0: Uh, uh I don't know. It wasn't good, but uh, like I said, it wasn't the worst thing I ever read. I've read what a lot. What the
1: worst thing you've ever read?
0: I already told you. Yeah, uh, Ernest Hemingway. Oh, that is by yeah, far the great. worst. Anyway. The book I, yeah, that other book yeah. I got. I fuck. I went to go try to look for it because I think I still have it somewhere. Because I do have a thing where I can't throw books away. Hmm. But, uh, mm. God, that one was so bad, oh. I couldn't even read it on an airplane. I'd rather sit in silence yeah. with nothing to do. <laughs> it was, like, some kind of, like, spy detective novel. And, like, the writing was so terrible. So, like, it was so hard to suspend disbelief. Like, this woman gets shot at, but, like, is still joking around with the guy, and they're going to have dinner. Like, no, nah, someone just tried to murder her. Pretty sure she'd be uh, in tears running home to mom Calling or something. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be joking around.
1: Somebody else tried to shoot me today, Earl. Can you believe that? <laughs> right. <laughs> Luckily, I'm so badass. I don't even fret at none.
0: I think this book is probably number three on my list. This is probably the third worst thing I've ever read. What about you? Where do you rank it? <laughs>
1: um, honestly, I don't tend to finish books that I don't like. This is of the books I finish. This is the worst
0: uh i had actually if you okay if you use that definition then yes this is the worst book i've ever read (laughs) this other two i couldn't finish
1: (laughs) okay um the uh the excerpts i read from your bet when you gave me the choice between are you there god it's me margaret and that other book that
0: agus iridine or whatever the fuck
1: yeah yeah uh that was some really bad prose for sure
0: there's a dostoevsky book I read that was really hard to get through, but his books are still good. The problem is that they're <laughs> set in like you know early or was that or God when are they set like eighteen late eighteen hundreds Russia when everyone was extremely polite to everybody else, so every sentence goes something like uh, excuse me, good sir. If it doesn't trouble you too much, uh, and I know that you know this is go- you going out of your way, and I'm sorry to impose upon you, but it, if it wouldn't be too much trouble, could you please possibly pass the salt? <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> like, like literally every <laughs> every conversation with somebody else was like pages long, and it was just n- nothing getting across.
1: Oh, oh, uh,
0: uh, But it's still a decent book. That's rough. Like, I was able to get around that.
1: Honestly, I can't tell you titles and authors. Uh, there were I've read a, a lot of bad sci-fi. Uh, I have, too. In my teenage years.
0: Yeah. I've read some good sci-fi, too.
1: You know, I had two older brothers go into the library and get in sci-fi books. And so when they were done reading them, they would be just waiting until, you know, to be taken back to the library. So, like, I didn't. Browse the sci-fi sections at the library.
0: You just got the leftover hand-me-down library books?
1: I just browsed what whatever books my brothers had finished reading. And a couple of those were really bad. <laughs> you know, I, remember, I remember one in particular was like... wasn't sci-fi. It was like action-adventure. Mm-hmm. This was in the mid-90s. I think the book was from the 80s. But it was like... The cover made it look like that iron eagle like jet fighter pilot super badass Mm -hmm. and i remember it being really like i was 15 and i was like this is just goddamn ridiculous like the guy like like the guy's uh a a fighter pilot and and just with the god mode cheat on you know oh so he's really good at it really really good (laughs)
0: like too good like like you never felt like he was in danger Like, like I feel anytime I watch any comic book movie. (laughs) (laughs) So those, we talked about some of the worst books we've ever read. What are some of your favorite authors then? Might as well end this on a positive Mm. note. Give me your top three or top five.
1: Well, I already mentioned Rex Stout, author of the Nero Wolf detective series. Mm -hmm. I'm also, I mean, I'm, I'm a classical nerd, so I really do enjoy the Tolkien books the exception of the songs i think they're a bit excessive yes uh, but i'll forgive him the songs
0: i just read those like within the last like couple years yeah i'd read the hobbit in high school but i never read the other ones yeah the songs were ridiculous
1: (laughs) right uh and what's crazy is try and get an audio book that doesn't get a person reading it that decides they're going to sing every fucking song (laughs)
0: no i just yeah. skipped those i think i tried to read the first couple of them and I'm like fuck that <laughs> and then when i watched the right. movies for the first time i had to skip the songs then too <laughs> Like, yeah i'm not watching this well
1: the, i think the movies did it a lot better than the audiobooks for sure i don't mind them in the films uh some of them just in the audiobooks well if you read the books some of the songs are just like two pages long so it's just like, I know. okay it's I too much i really need to fucking fast forward past this uh, but he still, it may, remains one of my favorites. I don't, I don't think his prose is particularly good, but it's not bad.
0: No, but he also, um, he, he made a world that you can get lost in.
1: That's, that's, that's just it. It was, yeah. it was the very first for me, the very first author where I came across it. And I mean, I was lost in that world. Like, oh my God, so fun.
0: I think, uh, Robert Aspirin was, wrote the, the myth the Myth Series. Mm-hmm. I think I got really sucked into those at a young age. I really liked those when oh, I was a kid.
1: Those were very, very good. Uh, and and at the risk of being too commercial, uh, I really do enjoy the J.K. Rowling Harry Potter books. I really do. No shame.
0: Yeah. If you like them, I uh, like them. I haven't read them. She,
1: yeah, she's got a really, really strong voice. Like mm-hmm. it's really the pages just fly. It's so easy, and she, like like Tolkien, like her world, very rich and dense, and you want to explore every nook and cranny of it. Right. And, and the content is huge. There's so many of them.
0: I wouldn't put... Yeah, but they're all the same thing. It's all the same world. Yeah, Like, I really enjoyed Terry Brooks as a kid, too. I wouldn't put him in my top, because all his stories are the same story, basically, just a little bit different. Yeah. Like, has she written anything else besides the Harry Potter books?
1: Not that I've read... She has written uh, a thing.
0: You want to talk about not sounding commercial? <laughs> yeah, I mean Michael Crichton is in my top five.
1: Oh, he's good.
0: And they're all diverse. He writes different shit. Oh, and it's all good.
1: Completely different. Completely different.
0: Oh, I still have nightmares about Raptors. I'm reading uh, Jurassic Park when I was like twelve.
1: <laughs> did you see? Did you see the book or the movie first?
0: Uh, I read the book first. I think I read, I might have read the book before the movie and came out. Yeah. Because the first one of it, as I read, was Sphere. Mm. And then I got my hands on Jurassic Park, I think, after that. And then Congo, and then all the other ones.
1: I saw Jurassic Park, and then I read Congo. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, whoa, more Michael Crichton, please. And just tore through him. Um, I really liked Sphere. And then, of course, Jurassic Park.
0: Uh, well, let's see. I guess you gave your top five or three. I'll give me mine. So, Michael Crichton's definitely up there. Mark Halperin's my all-time favorite. He's good. He writes some wacky stuff, but just the imagery that he can put in your head is amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to talk about getting lost in a book. And uh, Another one that's kind of like Michael Crichton, where all his books get made into movies, is Philip K. Dick. But you don't really know, because they changed the names of all of his movies, or his books, into the movie titles yeah like he wrote total recall he wrote blade runner he wrote paycheck minority report uh the man in the high castle was his
1: well i mean you're the one who introduced me to mark alperin and and got me to read some of his stuff but like everyone that you're you're listing are definitely authors that i enjoy it's
0: really hard to make a top five list though because then there's you know how do you leave stephen king out of that uh, who's the guy who wrote all the Conan the Barbarian books? Because those are pretty good, too, actually. <laughs> they sound ridiculous, but they're fun.
1: Was that they're fun. Robert Jordan?
0: I th- uh, no, I think it's Ron Howard.
1: Ron Howard. I thought... And it was like an R name.
0: Uh, Larry Niven. He's written some really good shit. to be like sci-fi?
1: Yeah.
0: Is he the one who wrote Lucifer's Hammer?
1: I don't know. I do not know. I got no... I actually you know i actually i really enjoy battlefield earth you know L. Ron hubbard's got a lot of crazy fucking books out there but i thought battlefield earth was solid i've
0: read that a few times yeah did you read his mission earth series
1: no i had a friend describe uh several of the things going on in them and was like yeah i'm i'm fine they, i don't need to yeah
0: that's <laughs> See, that's why fifty shades of gray didn't uh didn't seem that bad <laughs> cuz i've read all 10 of those books Oh Lord! <laughs> yeah, that, those were pretty oh, rough. Oh
1: Lord! Okay, okay. So you've seen, you've been in the trenches. You've seen some shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. You talk about the sex in those books. Those, wow.
1: Right. <laughs> um, I I still remember what my the, the the very phrase my friend said that was like, okay, I don't need to read that. It was his balls with a cheese grater. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. Oh, I don't remember that. I must've blocked that one out. Yeah. There's these two women that take turns sexually torturing this guy.
0: Oh yeah. I remember a lot of that. I just didn't remember the cheese grater part.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Definitely stood out in my mind. (laughs) 20, 20 some years later. I'm like, Oh yeah. The book with that torture, I may have changed it. Maybe scrambled in my brain. I maybe, but they did. They definitely were torturing some guy for like several books.
0: Oh, they torched them a lot. Yes. Yeah. Through ten of them. All ten. <laughs> yeah, it didn't stop.
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. It's still better than For Whom the Bell Tolls, folks.
0: Yep. Much better. Hey, the story was what kept <laughs> me going. I still enjoyed the other parts of the book. Like, mm. Robert Highlanden's like that, too. Like, his books are kind of sexually demented. But you're not reading it for that part.
1: For sure. I definitely drove me some Heinlein. Are there any books that you like really liked as a as a kid that now when you read you're like, oh yeah, this isn't too good?
0: Uh I don't think so. Maybe maybe the Garfield comic strip books.
1: Okay, I agreed. I loved <laughs> them as a kid yeah, and now I'm like, why did up. I love these?
0: Calvin and Hobbes now. I have the complete anthology and I'll still read that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that shit's timeless. Timeless. Um, no, I read these this fantasy series in high school. Uh, it's called the Xanth novels, written by Pierce Anthony. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you remember. People really like his uh, Four Horsemen series.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I read
1: one of those. Death rides a pale horse, or whatever. Death on a pale horse. Anyway, uh, I loved them as a kid, and now when I read them, I'm like, uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> Why was this so good, Dan? This is so, uh, juvenile. Like it's, it's overtly sexual that, uh, in, in ways that aren't appealing and kind of like, wow, this guy's like a creepy old man.
0: I bet if I picked up an old Hardy boys book, I'd probably feel the same way. Like, ah, oh, what did I see in this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I never read Hardy boys. I read Encyclopedia Brown. Oh, those were good. Yeah.
0: I read a couple of those as a kid.
1: They're, I think they're for. I think they're younger than Hardy Boys. I don't know what the age range for Hardy Boys are.
0: No, Encyclopedia Brown. Like some of the fucking yeah. puzzles in that are impossible as a kid.
1: Yeah, yeah, I loved it. That's why I loved it. Like,
0: what was it? The one guy he knew, he knew he wasn't a tennis player because one forearm wasn't bigger than the other. Like, I never would have thought of that at eight years old.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember one of them. The the kid that had this the sword of. Uh, stonewall jackson and it was inscribed mm-hmm. with stonewall jackson and he was like this is the sword that he was awarded by the south and brown's like ah but the south didn't call him stonewall jackson that was his northern nickname he's <laughs> <was>
0: like what <laughs> did you know how heavy gold was as a kid that's the one i remembered.
1: <laughs> no
0: the older boy is using a metal detector and then like digs up a gold brick and then lifts it up over his head like see Trying to get people to buy his metal detectors.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Encyclopedia Brown's like, hmm, a bar of gold that size would weigh 300 pounds. There's no way you could lift that over your head with one hand. You couldn't have figured that out at seven.
1: Well, that's why they were good books, because after you read them, you're like, ha! That motherfucker couldn't lift that gold. Gold's heavy as shit.
0: (laughs) What, because you learn something? Yeah. You feel inadequate and then you learn?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's
0: learning by inadequacy. Yeah. Yeah, it sticks in my head because there's no way I could have known that.
1: Yeah, it's my whole childhood.
0: That's one way to teach. It's interesting. I like that. Let's start a <laughs> self help book. Here's a list of things you could never possibly know, but that you should. But you should. And here's a child who knows them.
1: <laughs> Come, read this story about a child that's better than you.
0: Is that like the whole plot of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, this is getting a bit tangible, but... Yeah. Yeah, uh, throw up some questions on there about nuclear engineering, and let's see who fucking gets those questions right. (laughs) Goddamn right, I'm smarter than a fifth grader.
1: Both, Right, (laughs) right? right? (laughs) Why do you throw up a a social question like, how do you not sleep with an amorous boss that you really, really find disgusting?
0: How do you talk to girls?
1: (laughs) Yeah, how, did, how do you talk to girls? Dumbass. <laughs> yeah, three ways, to, three three good reasons that you can give your boss to call out of work.
0: <laughs> no, your dog didn't eat it.
1: Yes, my dog ate my car keys. I can't drive to work today.
0: I wonder if that's ever happened to somebody.
1: Like their dog swallows the clicker. Yeah, <laughs> just take your dog with you. Squeeze him. <laughs> I
0: like that scene in Snatch. And he eats the squeaky toy?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> the dog squeaking the whole movie.
0: Well, since we're not talking about the book anymore, should we probably wrap this thing up?
1: Yes, let's wrap this thing up.
0: How many bullhorns you give in this book?
1: Is a bullhorn good or bad? I don't know. Well, if I'm giving it the horns, I'm giving it both horns. Fuck this book.
0: <laughs> give it two horns. Right through the middle.
1: <laughs> two horns up the ass. <laughs>
0: Oh shit! All
1: right, yeah, certified rotten. Yeah. Okay, folks, thanks for joining us. I uh, hope you had a good time. I know I did not have a good time reading this fucking book, and I know uh, that neither, neither did Kyle. Uh, we wanna we wanna thank you for all the the love on social media, and thank all our Discord users. You guys are the best. And uh, until next time, uh, happy trades. Wait, should do I say that? What do I say now? Uh um, God, Kyle, I don't have a good sign-off for this. How
0: about if if there's something else stupid that you guys want to do and report back, let us know. We want to do some more of these after hour shows, so give us some ideas.
1: Yeah. I was I was thinking something more in the lines of like, until next time, remember to lube.
0: <coughs> <laughs> Till next time, don't sign contracts with strange rich men.
1: Rule number one, strict immediate obedience. <laughs>
0: How do you feel about anal fisting?
1: I think everybody has an opinion on that.
0: Yeah, right? most of them aren't good, I don't think.
1: Yeah, considering the colloquialism, uh, my fist up your ass. I mean... Or I'd rather have a fist up my ass, do people say that?
0: No, I don't think they say that. It's the weirdest
1: goodbye ever. Do
0: you rather really have a fist up your ass or a boot up your ass?
1: Well, is it a child's boot or fist?
0: Well, usually it's a dad putting the boot up your ass. Isn't that the saying?
1: Yeah. Well I feel like the boot would be more violent
0: <laughs> yeah, Yeah, it doesn't go in there gently.
1: at least the fist you have that opportunity well, you don't usually
0: you don't usually start with the fist normally, you put all your fingers together, I think before you get it in there, then you t- to a f-.
1: and that's where I'll cue the outdoor music.
0: <laughs> I don't think that should be in there, please cut that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> My mom listens to
0: these. <laughs> <laughs>